Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kids 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope you had a great weekend. As, uh, well, still crossing fingers, the Spurs make the play and turn it. I don't know, maybe some of y'all are not and hoping for a ping pong tape falls on the table. But what are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at Lonnie Walker, been playing very good of late. But, you know, as the season winds down, that's going to be a big storyline. Does he stay or does he go as a restricted free agent? We'll be talking about that, as well as Josh Richardson's play since coming to San Antonio via the trade with Boston. Uh, you know, do you think he'll stay with San Antonio uh, longer than the well, the couple of years he has left on his current contract? Do that. I am joined by my colleague at Kent's five San Antonio. He is Tom Petrini. Tom, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And are you totally into March Madness? Is that a thing for you, like brackets and everything? So I made a bracket. Mine is, I mean, survived a little. I think everybody's is a little yeah. screwed up after the first day. Uh, <laughs> shout out Kentucky. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm one of those people who mainly watches for the craziness and for evaluating draft prospects. Uh, and so, uh, said we don't get to see a little bit more Keegan Murray of Iowa. Maybe happy yeah. that his draft stock stock slides a little. Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I I I love hoops. So I, I watch any any excuse to sit on my butt and watch basketball all day. You know I'm there. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, what Cancel about Tom in for that. By the way, oh, can, yeah. I, can I uh, compliment you on your, uh, your Photoshop uh, skills there? I love what you did with Chet Holgram on your Twitter page. That's just awesome. So, A little Spurs so, logo there. Yeah, I mean, it was a rough draft. So if you go see it, Very. don't yell at me. But, you know, I, I, I was just daydreaming watching that Gonzaga game. Holmgren had, uh, I believe, 19 points, 17 rebounds, seven blocks, four assists, two steals, something crazy. Uh, and, yeah, he's a, he's a beanpole of a, of a guy. But, I mean, just imagine him after eating his weight in brisket and breakfast tacos and doing yeah, yeah. kickboxing with Tim Duncan. I mean, yeah, would love to see it. So yeah, I popped him in in front of the championship Austin Spurs team. Uh, made oh, him God. just like a little bit wider. I stretched him out a little bit. Uh, we'll see. I, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, but you know, you're gonna I'm, I'm make this into existence, right? Right. You're gonna yeah. just uh, uh, make this and create it into existence. By the way, it was it was uh, you know obviously it's, it's, a, it's a dream, but man. Can you imagine, though, if Spurs get Chet and his next uniform is an Austin Spurs uniform? Spurs fans would riot. They'd flip tables. That'd be hilarious to see. I mean, but seriously, for a second, I mean, if you could picture a perfect landing spot for Chet Holmgren, like, it's probably somewhere where he could spend a little bit of time putting some muscle and, you know, just less less bone on the frame. Uh, You know, like, less visible bone. Uh, and and if if he did that in Austin, I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, but but I think I think it would be a very quick stay in Austin for him because like yeah, you know there, I understand concerns about managing his body for eighty two games, right? Like I get that. Uh, he's 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 a he's a spindly guy. Uh, it's good. He's going to need to, you know, have that professional staff working on his body and all of that. Uh, he's going he's to need the, um, 
every single fajita plate you can find in San Antonio to fill that frame out. I mean, it is just he's skinny. He's skinny. Man, he I looks know, he looks but, he looks but, like so fragile though when he's up and down the court. Like he's gonna snap in half. But he's so good. Like but he's so good, he's, yeah. Me, I think the comp is like Slender Man, right? Where like, yeah, he's skinny, but he's also scary as hell, dude. Uh yeah. and like I like that Slender I mean, Man. Just just watch it, watching him play, dude. Oh man, it's like obviously he's not the same player as Tim Duncan, but like he does things in games, both statistically and like in terms of his play, defensively, especially mm-hmm. where it's like that. It it reminds you of young Tim Duncan, uh, and it so, yeah. and he fits a need that San Antonio desperately needs right now. If you know, if you're rooting for ping pong balls, yeah. I don't blame you. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of really talented players in this draft class, and we get to see a lot of them uh, during March Madness. Yeah, check out it's five, your local CBS yeah. station. Uh, they, yeah, we we got some hoops going on. If you want to see that awesome Photoshop skills that Tom gives you every <laughs> single day, go to at Real Tom Petrini on Twitter right now and give him a follow. And uh, yeah, let's dive into it here. Uh, first up is Lonnie Walker. Uh, I think we don't have to rehash what happened, uh, Tom. The listeners are smart enough to know, you know, since the trade deadline came and went, you know, he's been playing really well. Um, you know, the numbers are there. Clutch moment we saw recently against OKC. Playing a lot better, being a lot more consistent than inconsistent. Uh, the big question is, has this late season stretch for him solidified him to stay in San Antonio or maybe possibly chase a bigger bag elsewhere. But we all know the Spurs do have a lot of money. So keep that in mind. Uh, what do you make of his recent play time? Is it enough for the Spurs to say, you know what, Lonnie, stay put. We got you. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. Well, so I think basketball, as we all know, is a game of ebbs and flows and hot streaks and cold streaks, and sometimes it's going, sometimes it's not. But Lonnie's play after the trade trade deadline here uh, has been a lot more than just that. Um, it's not like he just got hot. It's like, you know, right. the the switch that – Spurs fans, for as long as they've been watching him, have been wondering when that switch was going to flip of him realizing, oh, I can be a really good NBA player if I'm, you know, engaged in attacking and on it every night, every possession. 
and he's he's flipped that switch. Uh, post All Star yeah. break, averaging 19 points per game, shooting mm-hmm. 40 over 40 percent from three on seven attempts from deep per game. Um, he's he's doing it on all areas of the floor. Um, he's taking command of that second unit, which uh, is a really important thing, especially after the Derek White trade where, you know, not only did the starting unit take a little bit of a hit with the playmaking, but that had a cascade effect on the bench. Um, and you you have Lonnie in this as featured a role as he's had in his NBA career. And it seems like the mental part is finally clicking. And this is something that he talks pretty openly about um, Mm -hmm. is just locking in, being aggressive, Mm -hmm. not just settling for jump shots um, and being a complete basketball player. I, I think that was sort of the thing he could hang his hat on in the early part of the season when he wasn't playing as well, Mm -hmm. wasn't scoring the ball as well. He'd really shown development in other areas of the game, you know, defensively taking harder assignments, playing better on that end, more engaged on that end. Um, his playmaking flashes, his, you know, the way he's moving without the ball. He right. he has been doing a lot of things that's like, okay, you know, he's figuring some stuff out. Uh, and and the whole season, it was kind of like, man, if he can just flip that switch, right, then we'd be talking. And I think he might have done it in just the perfect spot of the season so that he doesn't, you know, get too many crazy offers from outside the Spurs because he'll be a restricted free agent. Right. Um, but, you know, he this he and the team did not come to an agreement on an extension before the season, and I think it was because, uh, you know, he hadn't really gotten – a chance in in his opinion to earn the the kind of paycheck that he was hoping for right and so uh by by turning it on here after the all-star break you know i th- it, it might raise some eyebrows if teams were already considering bringing him in it might up the the dollar amount a little bit um but regardless of how the last dozen games here games or so here go it probably won't be to the point of like, wow, Lonnie just made himself a lot of money, you know, right. mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be reasonable. And at the same time, if you, if you just think about the situation for both him and the team and what would be ideal for both moving forward, you know, Spurs have put a lot into developing Lonnie. He's, mm-hmm. you know, a part of this culture and locker room and community and loves being here and, uh, is hitting his stride. And typically when that happens, the Spurs reward that, um, you know, not with a, a crazy contract. Um, it'll, it'll probably be a pretty team-friendly deal, mm-hmm. but that allows you to continue to bet on the development of Lonnie Walker, who, 23, 24 maybe? Yeah, he's still a kid. 23 years old. So 
I mean, we, we've seen his potential. We've seen his uh, guts in big moments. I mean, you know, uh, kind of tragic that the Spurs needed a heroic, mm-hmm. you know, three to, to beat the Thunder, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, I mean, we, we could, but like, you know, may, maybe they just did that so they could get the, uh, you know, the the last second play <laughs> and, and the Sports Center highlight and you know the the uh, more than that the development opportunity you know because yeah. this this whole year really has been a development opportunity for for the Spurs right um, and you know the fact that they're chasing the same goal as the Lakers with that being the you know context is is funny and and they are like there is still value in their on-court fight to win basketball games. And for Lonnie and for everybody else on this team, like that is a very cool, very important uh, thing for their development moving forward. But yeah, as far as Lonnie goes, like I I think that it's, it's trending more likely that the Spurs will be able to bring him back at a dollar amount. That's, really agreeable to both parties. Right. And, and that's that's what opening the year, the decision to not come to an agreement, I think was kind of setting up. And right. Ronnie needed to step up to earn that. And late in the season, I think he's done enough. Yeah, he's doing it at the right time. He's doing it at the right time. You know, with yeah. the offseason looming, um, the Spurs likely, you know, planning for a big offseason, the draft and the money and the free agency. Yeah. So you look for, from February 12th, through March 16th against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He scored in double figures in 12 of those 13 games, including a 30-point outing and a loss to Sacramento. Uh, and we mentioned the, the clutch shot uh, versus OKC. So he's being a lot more consistent. The only game where he dropped in that span uh, was at Charlotte and loss, where he just uh, played 17 minutes, five points, and I think he shot like two for eight. But other than that, you like what you're seeing out of Lonnie. And you mentioned about the community aspect of it. He's he's very embedded into the San Antonio uh, fiber you know, from from helping out during the pandemic, you know, in investing in, in a local San Antonio tech company and much, much more. He loves being in San Antonio. And I think it fits him too. You do you think, uh, Tom, that that no Spurs fan should be surprised if once the offseason begins, you know, year oh, such and such team is likely going to make Lonnie Walker a such and such offer. That should not come to a surprise to anybody because that's what opposing teams are going to do. They're going to do their due diligence. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think that he'll he'll garner some interest, and you know, it's I I think that there's probably a, a good amount of people around the league who know about what he does, but I, I think there's also probably a good amount of people who don't. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't think that this is like a strategy of the Spurs or anything, but like when we've seen these guys develop, typically it's on their second contract when they start to really make that leap. Um, and, and, you know, really get the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the minutes and the and the development because it's it's been a a, a long tail development thing for a lot mm-hmm. of these guys. And let's not forget um, too, uh, Tom, that he had an injury early in his uh, career that kept him out for right. quite a while. Yeah, 
yeah, part of the reason he slid a little bit in the draft. Um, and, you know, healthy now, I, I don't think there's any question about his knees when you see this guy jump. I mean, geez. Uh, no, no question. And, yeah, I, I, I think that when, when you think about what a player like Lonnie Walker brings, um, he's, he's already shown the ability to be a high-level bench player, six-man type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the guts to go for big shots at the buzzer down one you know, the the fortitude, the uh the killer instinct. I mean you you had the quote after the game, uh you know, once once the ball touches hands, I'm I'm going up over starting five and, and the referees, I don't care. Shots going up. Uh mm-hmm. and like the Spurs have a, a lot of talented basketball players, but like in as as far as guys who do that from mm-hmm. beyond the arc, like, you know, that's that's something that really anybody on this team could grow into because uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a role that isn't really uh, defined. It's like, oh, it's that guy. And yeah. if Lonnie can develop into that guy, although we've seen uh, DeJounte Murray get a lot more aggressive and accurate, it seems, with his, his three-point shot, degree mm-hmm. of difficulty on those shots is pretty high. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that the Spurs are invested enough in the development of Lonnie Walker, and they've seen enough from him now to know <laughs> what they've got, uh, and what they've got is uh, worth keeping if the money's right. Yeah, you talk about that six-man role. You know, he's working close with uh, Mono Ginobili. You know, who really embraced that six-man role for San Antonio during their glory days. I had a chance to uh, ask him about that. You know, like, how has he been embracing that six-man role? Um, and here's what he told me. He says, it's just something that I had to embrace coming off the bench. I know that I'm going to be more of the primary scorer, so just being aggressive consistently day in and day out. So he's he's open to it. He's embraced it. And the something that really got my attention was says, like, I can be the primary scorer. Um, yeah. That told me a lot. He also mentioned, too, that, you know, it's still defense first. But I think right. that role suits him. And, you know, you see the, the the tutelage with Manu. You see the fact that, you know, he's just openly embraced it. Check plus. Check, check. And here's something, too. You mentioned it earlier. I forgot to bring it up to you. Uh, the mental game, the confidence. How often, Tom, we've seen, you know, you've been at the AT&T, you know, I'm watching on Zoom or, or at the AT&T, and you hear him like, oh, my teammates have confidence in me. Uh, right. Kel- I Kelton Johnson has confidence in me. DeJounte Murray's on me. I think that yeah. really means a lot to him because the mental aspect, I think, is big for Lonnie, uh, Tom. And, you know, I it's, it's the mental aspect and the consistency in – the approach and the mental aspect um, and the support of his teammates has been critical. Um, and I also think that the success that he's seen has been critical, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a basketball is a confidence game and you right. see the ball go through the hoop and you, you feel better about the next shot going in. And prior to this point in his career, you, you mentioned the, the, 12 games out of 13 with double-digit scoring. Uh, 
he had never scored 16 or more points in four games in a row. And he did it wow. for like seven. And nice. he's, he's maintained that very high level of, of play. And it really just looks like he's turned the corner in terms of being able to think that way, approach the game that way consistently, have that be the default instead of the, oh, he's having one of those good games. Um, and, and that transformation has been, uh, it, it might end up being one of the more important developments for San Antonio this season. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam as both pro and college hoops are underway. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. You, you know, let me, let me uh, give you a little example of how confident he is right now. So, I brought to his attention recently that his NBA 2K player ratings went up. So he looked at me, he mm. goes like, uh, he goes, hey Jeff, so, so it went up, I went, yeah. It went up a couple of points. I go, as a matter of fact, in the recent releases slash ratings update, I go, you were the, the, the highest. You went up two points. I go, next up was, I think it was Jakob. And know what he said? He goes, looks at me. He says, hey, um, these last two months must have had a lot to do with that. And he had a big old smile on his face. I like that. I like that little swagger that he had, that confidence. And even if something as simple as a, as a 2K rating, you know, you know, just how little things like that help build a player's confidence. And you see that I, uh, with Lonnie. Watching Lonnie, I feel like, I feel like he's got main character syndrome, but like in the least toxic and most fun way possible, you know, like, like he's, he's playing the, the 2k career mode, but it's real life, you know, but like, yeah, you know, not, not in a bad way. Same way DeJounte talks about himself in the third person, just the right amount for an all-star point guard. Like he's just got a little bit of swagger, you know, like, and by a little, I mean, I mean so much, um, <laughs> yeah. but like, like the right amount. And, and so, uh, yeah, applying that swagger to getting buckets is going to be the name of the game for him in these, these last dozen contests or so. Right. So, uh, Tom, big uh, question here. Um, does he still wear the San Antonio uniform next season or he's out for somewhere else? I think he does. I, I think he's back in town. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think, I think he's back in town. Uh, the Spurs got a lot of money. Uh, you know, what they will pay him likely wouldn't really impact their uh, salary as much. So, yeah, I, he is going to get a pay bump. And if he plays the way he's been playing, it's going to be well-deserved. And again, a thing like that will hopefully boost his confidence next season. We're talking about Tom Petrini with Ken's 5 uh, TV. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at RealTomPetrini to get everything you want to know about what it takes to make an awesome 
Photoshop image. You can see the skills. <laughs> you can hire him too for your Photoshop needs. Yeah, they're just awesome. Um, um, if you got money, but hey, my go ahead. Very high. Yeah, my my rates <laughs> yeah, are they're very, very, very high. high. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, speaking of uh, future roster and what it may look like, uh, Josh Richardson, um, you know, part of the deal with Boston, San Antonio, Derek White, we all know that, been playing pretty well, you know, since coming to San Antonio. Pop says he brings a little nasty to the team. The team needs it. Uh, he instills confidence in other players when he he said that he predicted and told Lonnie that Lonnie was going to make that clutch shot versus the Thunder. But uh, does he factor into the Spurs' current plans moving forward? Uh, he, I believe, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he has one more season on his current contract. He is flippable. You know, it'd be nice. It's a nice little piece to dangle out there if the Spurs are going to get aggressive in the offseason. What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on Richardson? Richardson, excuse me. What do you, what do you think? You know, you think he could fit into these long-term plans or he's probably just another asset the Spurs can use. So when he, when he came here and started playing and started playing well, because this is a veteran three and D type guy with a little more offense to his game and uh, having a career year from deep. And, and he's, he's shown all of that. In, in the games that he's played here. So immediately it becomes clear, like, okay, this guy can play. And, and that sets up a very quick, like, thing between the, the divergent groups of fans who are either like, you know, he's a good player, so we should do everything we can to keep him, or he's a good player, so we should, you know, trade him as quick as we can for whatever we can get. and um, it's probably going to be a uh, little bit of a mix between the two. Uh, can't trade until the off season, obviously, uh, and especially with the season-ending injury to Doug McDermott, um, Richardson is probably going to be the guy that slides into that starting lineup. He he's started, um, I think, four of the last five games for the Spurs, put up pretty good numbers, and he he does a a pretty good job of filling the Doug McDermott size hole in the starting lineup. Um, while probably adding a little more shot creation, definitely adding a little more defense. Um, so his fit with the starters for the remainder of the season, um, that's probably the best basketball thing for the Spurs to do on the court to try to win games. And it's also the best thing for the Spurs to do to showcase this asset ahead of what's probably going to be a very active offseason for them. If you just look at what Brian Wright did, you know, at this trade deadline and, you know, really for the last plus of how he's been acquiring and flipping assets uh, to add to the war chest with draft picks, um, you know, Richardson is probably a, a likely candidate, a, a very good candidate for playing him heavy minutes for the rest of the season to show people, hey, this guy's good. This guy's Hooper. Um, and, you know, when deals start getting done, he's going to be an asset in that regard. And that's something that maybe it was the timing of, the trade, maybe it was the, you know, not wanting to integrate him at the beginning of the season when it's like, 
you know, not going to fit into the long-term plans. But that never really happened with Thad Young, right? The Spurs got him. He played minimally. Um, And the Spurs basically just kept him on ice, um, you know, until they managed to flip him for a first-round pick. And so, I mean, if if the Spurs can get another first-round pick or more, for Josh Richardson, then that's, you know, extending the value of the Derek White trade, right? Which was primarily picks anyway. Um, And so I really enjoy watching Josh Richardson play for the Spurs. I think he fits well. I think he's a cool dude. Uh, he, He and Lonnie talked about after the game, Richardson predicted his uh, game-winning <laughs> shot. He was like, "You're gonna, they're gonna blow the coverages. You're gonna yeah, be wide open. It. You're gonna game it. You're gonna go home and have a good night." And like, you know, that he's he's a vet on this team, which is lacking in vets. Um, so I I understand the reasons to want to keep. Uh, Josh Richardson around, but if it becomes a question of, you know, same as as we've seen with a lot of veterans uh, coming to the end of their time in San Antonio, do you want the guy to leave for nothing, or do you want to flip him for something of value if he doesn't fit into long-term plans? Um, and I, as much as I like his game kind of for the same reason that Derek White was traded, he's expendable, right? Um, you know, the the Spurs were able to move on from Derek White because they have a lot of guards and they have guys who do what they really needed Derek White to do in that starting unit, um, which is knock down threes, move without the ball, play solid defense. And those are all things that Josh Richardson can do in the meantime. So really the Derek White trade, as much as it hurt in the moment, I think the more time passes, the more it's going to look like a brilliant move, Um, especially if the Spurs are able to turn Josh Richardson into a high pick. Um, Right. And what I like is – He's already talking as if he's been a spur forever. He says things like, this young team, my team, uh, I talk to the guys. Uh, he seems to be buying into uh, what the Spurs are doing. He, he's not reluctant to say like, yeah, you know, like that young, you know, this is, was a good fit. I mean, how vocal was he in the, in the beginning of the season that he wanted out? Right. You know, you don't hear that from Richardson. He seems to be buying into the rebuild. He's spoken with media to say, hey, I embracing the veteran role. Um, what did he say at the OKC game, Tom? He said, this was a good game for us. He says us like that because we need the experience and to be in games like this. So wouldn't be surprised if he's um, still on the Spurs uh, squad beyond his um, end of the current contract. But, you know, the reality is that the Spurs – uh, as you mentioned, are going to likely be active in the offseason. And he is a nice NBA player. Uh, he's a team, he's a player that any team's going to want to have. 
He, he's, a nice, Spurs, he's a nice player on a yeah. tradable contract. Is, right, is exactly. The, the, that's, that's the ticket, right? And especially yeah. for if the Spurs are, are trying to do bigger deals involving the three first-round draft picks that they have this year. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they, if they want to trade for somebody maybe who has a big contract that's long-term, but they're getting a better draft pick back, uh, and and the team that they're partnered with wants expiring contracts so that they have cap relief in the future. You know, Richardson's Richardson's deal is going to be valuable to teams like that. Richardson's deal is going to be valuable to contending teams that want to add veteran three and D help on a reasonable contract. Um, there, there's it's a it's a value his contract may be a more valuable asset than his play, which is very good. And with that young, you know, it was sort of the writing was on the wall, right? Like I can't blame him for, for talking about, you know, the situation in San Antonio because everybody knew what it was. Right. Uh, and, and you see, you, you don't see that typically with guys wanting out and, and saying that because typically that's not how the Spurs operate, really. Um, the Spurs don't really do that, you know, in, in the in the past decade plus before. Really work to flip contracts and assets, and you know, do the accounting stuff. Um, and we're we're seeing that with Brian Wright's front mm-hmm. office moves here, and I, I think. I think that's what informs my thought process here the most is just the way that he operated at the deadline mm-hmm. in, you know, go, going through expiring contracts and acquiring picks. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, and, that's, and that's I, think the, I think, yeah, I think for the Spurs too, it's, it's kind of like you mentioned, it's a win win, you know, if he stays on and he's, he's buying into the rebuild and, we're good to go. You know, he's still young. He's not a veteran in the sense that, you know, it's the twilight of his career. You know, I yeah, he's think like he's 30. probably, yeah, I think he's entering his prime and, you know, 3D guy, athletic, you know, very good with the media, very good with the media. Uh, funny, you know, smiling all the time. Uh, yeah, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. Yeah. By the way, um, I met him in Chicago. And I and we talked about the Super Bowl. Um, and I go, hey, what do you think about the halftime show? And he goes, the best halftime show ever. That was his first reaction to that. So you know, very open, and I like that about him. Uh, overall, yeah, that, I think he's a good fit. He I think he's a good fit. Gay vibes. Does he remind you of Rudy Gay at all? Like a little bit, like, yeah. I, I just remember be, Rudy being like very chill, but also like a complete cut up. And and that's just sort of the vibe I get from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Seems like a great locker room presence for as long as he's here, and and on court as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know the Spurs, you know, are aggressive. I mean, look at the well, not, you don't have to look at the reports. You can just listen. You're here and read. In this case, at Kinsfight.com/slash/Spurs, what Yaka Perto had to say uh, recently uh, when he spoke with an Austrian outlet that he knew that he was on the chopping block, the training block, that he was aware that teams were interested in him. And there were multiple reports that the Spurs were willing to flip him. So 
if you're willing to flip Jakob, yeah, it shouldn't be too surprised if you see Josh Richardson's name pop up in trade rumors uh, in the offseason once uh, the green light is uh, yeah. for that there, portion. There might be so. one guy on the roster who's off limits. And even him, it's like, you know, everybody's gettable. Except for like <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe three guys in the whole league. You know, yeah. big trades exactly. happen. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I, I think what's far more likely is that the Spurs do a big trade that keeps the majority of their core intact, similar to what they did at the at the deadline. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's still a little premature to think, uh, you know, if uh, Josh J. Rich is out, but you got to start thinking about this stuff, Spurs fans, because the season is winding down. Yes, I get it. The playing tournament is still within reach. But the Spurs ain't doing themselves any favors, losing four in a row recently and then dropping a game here and there that they shouldn't. But hopefully the Spurs are well, They just got to pass the Lakers, man. Can't, can't, that, you, know what's, you, know what's, you know what's so, like, just like, wow. Like, as bad as the Lakers been in losing streaks left and right, the Spurs are still out of the uh, play-in tournament spot. Like, like I, I guess it is, the, you don't realize how bad the Spurs record was until you realize that. it. The thing, that, the thing is, though, and I'm – I mean, I, I know you're about to ask me what I'm working on for Ken's five, and I'll just tell you, it's a long hit piece on the Lakers. <laughs> uh, but I'm kidding, but not. Um, but really, though, the the Lakers came into this season with what I always thought were kind of ridiculous expectations for the you know nursing home group of like. <laughs> NBA players that they assembled, it was like, I, I compared them to the expendables in uh, in nice. the thing. It's like, you know, if if you were ever in a movie that had an explosion, come over here. I don't care if it was in 1970, you know? Like, yeah. that's even better, actually. And so, so they have this awful roster. They have LeBron James, who's still LeBron James, but man, he looks tired. The Lakers are 0-9 after the All-Star break if LeBron doesn't score 50 points. Uh, and they just look done, you know? Like, they they just they look like a team that the wheels have fallen off, everybody knows what's up, and they just want this nightmare of their own making to be over. Um, and so, yeah, they're two and a half games up on the Spurs right now. They have the hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. I believe one of their last 13 games, they're going to be favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And a ton of travel, a bunch of back-to-backs. They're in the same city for two games once for the remainder of the season. And you, you just look at, at this. It, it's, it's, a, it's a catastrophe of a... Of a NBA team, like rivaled maybe only by former Laker teams in terms of having named talent and poor results. Mm-hmm. And even that Carl Malone, Gary Payton Lakers team, like they went to the finals. This team yeah, at least they went to the make, finals, exactly. This this team could be in a year where even if you're the 10 seed, you got a chance, and they could miss that. Um, so it's it's really, I mean... If you don't like the Lakers, it's been fun to watch. If you do like the Lakers, it's been physically painful. Um, yeah. 
you know, I, I mean, they played they played the Timberwolves the other night, and they got run out of the building in the first quarter, like they've done in their last five games. Really, it seems like uh, the the other night against Toronto, they were down twenty four to two or something in the first quarter. It's like what is like like with LeBron on the floor, what, what is, is happening? Yeah, and and so. They 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 get blown out in the first quarter. They lose the game in the first quarter. They make their fake little comeback in the third, uh, and then by the fourth quarter, it's like you know, game's out of hand. LeBron is passing to Russ in the corner. Russ is shooting the three, missing everything. And did you see that video? Russ shoots an air ball. Cat catches it, hands it off to Patrick Beverly. Cat starts looking around very conspicuously for the open window, talking smack. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, they call timeout. And he like puts the ball over his head and drops it on himself and ducks. It's yeah, like you know, Pat Bev went up to the bench holding his nose. This guy stinks. Y'all stink. Like, yeah, the the disrespect <laughs> is getting it's it's nasty business right now for the Lakers. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and... You know, LeBron came out and did the whole like, you know, we're we're not. It's not over for us until we're dead and buried, twelve feet under, head chopped off, like. You think this first team doesn't want to chop off their heads? You think they don't oh. want to go up at them in that nine ten game? That would be just That'd be fun. An amazing experience for this young team. That would be a lot of fun. And yeah, talk about a boost of confidence. You know, I don't care if it's a you know, a zombie of a locker uh Lakers team, you know, just for this young Spurs team say, Hey, we took out LeBron James and, and Melo and yep. Westbrook and all I mean they yeah, grew up and, watching these guys. Literally. Exactly. Like, yeah. like LeBron, LeBron is in what year? Is it this? This is year nineteen for him. Yep. Yes, sir. LeBron's LeBron's NBA career is as old as Josh Primo. You know, there like you go. yeah, I want to see it. But yeah, but, and you know what? But this this is undeniably the best possible outcome for the Spurs, and it's a thing that could technically happen. Just statistically, yeah. it's a possibility. Spurs exactly. get to the ninth ten game, beat the crap out of the Lakers, Fun lose time. the next game, go to the draft lottery still, and and get that top mm-hmm. pick. It's a thing that could happen. Uh, so, it'll be yeah. it'll be quite an ending to the season. Yeah, it'll be fun. Hey, but you know, I don't know if you're you kidding me, but I mean, are you working? Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you're messing with me, but are you writing something about the Lakers on Kids5.com? Uh yeah, I'm I'm writing about that. Oh, you are it's, okay. It's be, okay, so it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a real long one. Look forward to that, uh, everybody. Again, go to kens5.com/slash/spurs. You can get everything under the sun when it comes to your silver and black from Tom's uh, article, and this one's going to be one about the Lakers to things just to keep you up to speed, such as bobbleheads that Spurs love to collect. To what's Lonnie Ooh, doing in the uh, community? Yeah, the Mustang one is nice. Yeah. To what? And by the way, everybody, I know we're running out of time here, but absorb the last few games. Because not only is the last few games of the season, it's the last few games of Becky Hammond on the Spurs sidelines. This is it. Yeah. This is it. The countdown is here. She'll be off to Las Vegas coaching the Aces. Uh, So keep that in mind as the season winds down. Uh, But yeah, Kensfy.com has everything you need uh, for Spurs and more, including what are the latest NBA 2K ratings. If you're a player, check out what the Spurs ratings have been fluctuating up and down to, including Lonnie Walker. Uh, Yeah, and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs where you get your favorite podcast. 
Yes, it is imminent. Lockdown Spurs will be uh, making a transition to YouTube because Tegna, our, my, our bosses, wants everybody to be on YouTube on the Lockdown NBA Network. So that is imminent. So expect that as well. Doesn't mean your MP3 option is going to be not available anymore. It will still be available. It's just another avenue to find Lockdown Spurs. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. So for Tom Petrini, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Lockdown Spurs.